0: Welcome to Podcasts, recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. Listen past the end of the podcast to find out more about our spiritual center and ways that you may collaborate with us. I'm glad you're here this Sunday. Just to catch you up, you know, we've been using this book called The One Thing of Gary Keller's and the the idea is if we want to improve our lives, if we want to make a change in our lives for the better, it requires our focus. And it's drawing in on, uh, of course, the science of mind principle, that which we focus on will increase and improve. So it's a, a well-grounded spiritual principle for us, but, but one that we don't actually spend enough time on, my thought anyway. So I thought we'd spend this month working with this idea, this principle of focus. Last week, if you'll remember, I did assign you a bit of homework, and it's something you can probably catch on really quickly. But the idea is, what part of your life could use a little extra focus? And I challenged you uh, last week with a a short meditation on maybe some different areas in your life where you could see some improvement, where you could see uh, maybe ways of changing what you're experiencing right now. And we're going to start from that place. Again, the reminder is an area in your life that you'd like to see a change. Maybe it's a relationship that you want more, uh, more connection in or more intimacy. Maybe it's a, a job that you want to have a, a greater success in. Maybe it's going back to school or learning a, another language. Maybe it's becoming more proficient at a musical instrument. There could be any number of things out there in your life where you'd like to make a change, you'd like to make an improvement. Well, today we're going to move beyond just the idea of what it is. And and it's given that we're going to put some focus on it, because that's the nature of this month. But what I'd like to suggest is there's actually a formula for success here. Once we have that one thing in our mind that we really want to work on, the formula for success, according at least to Gary Keller, is success equals purpose plus priority. And so today we're going to talk a little bit about the idea of purpose and a little bit about the idea of priority. Let's start with purpose first. Let's say, and I'm just going to maybe work through an example or two with you. Let's say that what my desire is to be more successful in business. Okay, so that's my desire. That's where I'm going to focus. First of all, it's good to come up with a purpose statement. What What is it? What's my purpose in doing this? And a simple purpose statement for business might be something like, uh, I'm going to connect buyers and sellers and make a profit. It could be something very simple like that one sentence. Uh, if you're in retail sales, if you're in real estate, if you're in any kind of a job where money changes hands. It can be a very simple one. My my purpose is to make sure that the products that this store sells are easily available to the people who come to purchase it or something like that. In, in real estate, a real simple one is I connect buyers in sellers in a way that's profitable. You get the idea. It can be a very simple one. Let's take one that isn't business related though. Let's say uh, you really want to focus in on a primary relationship. Maybe the relationship that you have with a loved one isn't quite what you would like it to do. Your purpose statement might be something like, I choose to express more love and more intimacy in my primary relationship. So it can be very simple. In fact, I would suggest to you, in some ways, the simpler the better. If someone were to meet you on the bus and say, what are you focusing on just for right now? Ideally, it would be something, first of all, that's right in your head. It's so simple you remember it. And it's only a sentence or two and easy to describe, right? Uh, so back to the real estate uh, example. Oh, I'm a realtor, you know. What I'm really focusing in on is connecting buyers and sellers and to make sure that the transaction is profitable for everyone. So just something real simple like that. If maybe your uh, example is you're working on your education again, maybe you want to finish your GED, maybe you're going back to college to finish the degree or something, it could be as simple as my focus is on my education. I intend to complete my degree something that you could share with someone easily. So that is what Gary Keller calls this idea of a focus. And the reason it's important is it brings clarity to you. And you can actually also use it as a decision point. You can say to yourself, oh, if I do this particular activity, if I walk down this street, if I have this conversation, or if I take that class, Will it move me along that trajectory of my purpose? Is it on target for my purpose? And also the reason we have a purpose is that it it really focuses our energy. It's something that we can, uh, when we get lost, when we're in that place of, oh my gosh, why am I suddenly so tired? Why am I here? What's my reason for being on the planet? You go, wait a minute, wait a minute. Among the many other things I have to do, there's also... This thing which I'm putting some time and attention and purpose to. So I can bring you back to that center again when your life uh, sometimes gets crazy. Okay, the other thing I want to talk about is priority. And I think before we get to priority, uh, we're due for a joke. And I have to tell you, several people have said this is a stinker. So I'm just fair warning. So a man brought his new Ferrari and parked it on the main road in front of his office to show it off to his colleagues. As he was getting out of the car, however, a truck comes speeding too close and shears the door right off that car. The man is outraged. He calls the police. The police arrive, and they call an ambulance. The man is screaming, My car, my car, it's ruined. I'll never get it fixed to be like new. One of the officers says, Hey, man, like, chill. Look at your priorities, you're so focused on your car, you didn't even notice that your right arm was torn off when the car went by. Yeah, that's the stinker part of it. But the man, he looks down in horror and he says, oh my God, you're right, my watch, my Rolex watch. (laughs) So how many, (laughs) okay, should I apologize now or later? So, so how many of you really have your life set up in a set of priorities? Or how many of us just try to juggle everything that comes our way? Do you see the difference here? If you're like me, it feels like that inbox of life just always has stuff stuffed in it. And I'm kind of stumbling from one thing to the next without a clear set of priorities. Well, remember our metric or our formula for success was having a purpose plus having an appropriate priority on that purpose. So we're also going to talk about setting priorities today. How do we know what our priorities are? Uh, If you're nerdy like me, you can actually figure it out and, and I'll explain. You look at your calendar and you look at your bank account. And where you spend your time and where you spend your money, whether you like it or not, whether you realize it or not, whether you've ever even thought about it or not, those are your priorities. Now let us, for a minute, think back to our purpose statement. And each of you maybe have a different purpose statement. And for those of you who have never thought of uh, taking an intention or taking something that you want to do, something you want to focus on, and turn it into a purpose statement, please see one of our licensed practitioners. They're awesome at helping you do that. So, So if you're clueless in that respect, no worries. That's very common. If you haven't thought of looking at your job, your vocation, your relationship, your education, whatever it is you want to move. If you're not used to thinking of it as, how is this a purpose? That's okay. We can help you with that. But you can see that if you want to get anywhere with that purpose, you also have to devote it time and resources. And that's where Gary Keller says this idea of priority comes in. You have to give it a priority. I'm going to flip back and forth between priority and purpose a little bit today, and and I hope you're willing to follow along. How can we strengthen our purpose? So, so far, the purposes I've talked about kind of sound like business transactions. And that's maybe what you're going to get out of this book. It was intended from the business world. But I would like to one-up you on that one. Have you ever thought of what your spiritual purpose is? You see, I think that God, whether again, whether we know it or not, whether we're conscious of it or not, God is actually working through us to get what God needs to get done in the world, and often we talk about these as qualities of God, God's presence of love in the world or God's presence of peace in the world. The ability for God to to show us the abundance of all creation. The ability of God to to smooth out things that are difficult and bring balance or whatever it is. We we look towards the divine and its many qualities as bringing peace to earth or bringing love to earth. And what I'm here to tell you is you can be an active instrument in that. Let's look back at some of these uh, some of these statements of purpose again. If you'll remember right, the realtor one I had was pretty simple. It was connecting buyers and sellers and making a profit. Well, I happen to know that both unity and the idea of abundance are both qualities of God. God would absolutely love it to see more unity in the world. And God would absolutely love it if we realized the infinite nature of the abundance of the universe both. What if we modified our intention as a realtor just a little bit to say something like, the purpose here is to bring the perfect buyer and seller together so that everyone is profited and true home is found. Now that's very subtly different. It's still only a sentence or two long. And do you see how I brought God's purpose into it as well as my own purpose? We're highlighting the abundant nature of the universe for everyone. Not just me, not just my commission. And hopefully when I'm helping someone in a real estate transaction, I'm wanting the seller to make a profit and I'm wanting the buyer to end up with a wonderful asset that will appreciate, right? So am I not actually creating more abundance for everyone? That's God's work in the world. And likewise, when I add at the end, and to allow everyone to find their true home, that's about unity, that's about hearth and home and the loving relationships that can occur there. Do you see how I've gone from it being a business purpose really into a life's purpose or a divine purpose. And you can do that with any purpose, by the way. Uh, I mean, uh, back to the example of maybe finding a a little bit more love in a relationship. Well, love right off the bat is one of the qualities of God, so you're in like Flint. But let's combine that with maybe harmony or peace, right? Right? let's talk about our loving relationships uh, from that purposeful standpoint and include spirit in the middle of it so my purpose is to have an intimate loving relationship where everyone is held on high do you see how that's different just subtly different but suddenly you are on a mission from spirit itself that you're you're physically and mentally and emotionally doing some of God's work in the world. Now, the reason I bring this up is when you have God on your side, when you are aware that you are doing God's work in the world, that's when the resources rush in. That uh, We talk about God as a co-creative power, that God is here to actually help us. The trouble is, is if we're not clear in our intention, if that purpose isn't clear, and if it's not particularly in alignment with the spiritual nature of things, sometimes that cooperation of spirit, it's difficult because it doesn't know what we want. It doesn't know until we have clarity in our own heart. It doesn't know until we claim those, those properties that we wish to see more of in the world. And when we do, when that clarity is there, oh my gosh, that's where that co-creative power just zooms in in full force. That's when magically resources seem to come from everywhere. It's, it's where collaborators and the, and the ability to, to move beyond where you have ever done before, that's where that comes in. When we are actually the hands and the hearts and the mind of spirit active in the world. Now, sometimes I'll get a question from someone. Well, Larry, that sounds fine. And I, I think you're sweet with your example of real estate. And, the, you know, but I'm a garbage collector. Uh, so there. <laughs> I'm here to suggest you can't come up with something that doesn't have a spiritual connection. Cleanliness is next to godliness. If you, if you do not believe that a garbage hauler is a high and holy calling, then you see me afterwards and we'll have a little talk. <laughs> right? There is a spiritual nature to everything that we do. And, and I, almost, I almost defy you to come up with something that cannot be done from that spirit of God doing its work in the world, from that place of knowing yes, I can be in alignment with a purpose that has a truly a, a holy calling to it. And whether you work as a, a clerk in Safeway, whether you do inventory sales, whether you work in a warehouse whether it's the quality of order, whether it's the quality of cleanliness, whether it's the quality of peace, whether it's the quality of love. I mean, everything has, everything can have a spiritual focus to it. And when you have that on your side, it truly works where it calls. Now back to priority. So now that we've got this purpose, and now that it has a high and holy meaning to you in it, how do we begin adjusting our priorities for it? Well, it's back to simple math. When you are working on your schedule, when you're working on your finances, when you're working on your budget, when you're working on your life, is it reflecting your new priority? See, most of us, I think, have it backwards. Most of us, we have an idea. We have a like a New Year's resolution. I'm gonna lose 50 pounds or you know, whatever whatever interesting thing we want to do in the in January first every year. And then we start thinking, how am I going to fit that in? That would require me doing more shopping for healthy foods. I'd probably have to go to two or three more supermarkets to, to get the kind of foods that would be healthy for that. And. Oh my Lord! I suspect there could be an exercise component in here. I hate to talk about it, but but that would like be require me to go to the gym, and they say it's like three to five times a week. Yee. well that's not gonna work. Where am I gonna fit that in? And so, oftentimes when we embark upon something new, whether it's going back to school or or whether it's getting fit or whether it's uh, learning a musical instrument, no matter what it is, it's new we think of it in terms of how do I fit this into my life? Well, it ain't gonna. Your life is full, right? Uh, A show of hands of people whose lives aren't full. Now, it may not be full of the things you want, but aren't they full? So it's no wonder that when we embark upon something new, often we fail. We haven't given it the priority that it deserves. So, The suggestion is, schedule it first. Make the commitment to it first. Spend the resources on it first there will still be plenty of time left over to do the things that need to be done. And in fact, what you may discover is that some of those things don't need to be done, right? You'll discover them kind of squeezed out because you have starved them of some of their resources, uh, appropriately so. You'll begin discovering that your in-basket can start taking care of itself because things just start sinking further and further to the bottom. Because you're paying more attention to the things that are really important and the things that you would really like to make some progress on. I think that if you want to embark upon something new, if you want to change your life in a meaningful way, you need to devote at least 10% of your time and resources to it. Now I realize we're, we're resource stretched, right? We, we have limited time, we have limited money in the bank, but... I would suggest if you're not devoting 10% of your time, your talent, your treasure, your way of being, your heart, your oomph, your energy, why bother? It's obviously not a priority. So the first thing I'd recommend, you have this new idea, you want to go back to school, you want to devote some time and energy to improving a relationship, get your schedule and your checkbook out. It's like, it's gonna take more than a two hour date night once a month if you wanna improve a relationship. I'm just here to say. It's like, no, you need to put a couple hours every day into improving a relationship. You wanna become more skilled and more successful at a job? you need to devote some time to upping your skills. You might need to take a class. You might need to take some uh, some vocational training that's extra. If you want to excel at something, if you want to move forward, it's going to take some time and attention, not just wishing that it's going to happen. Then we're back to the New Year's resolution where I, I hope I lose 50 pounds. Well, God bless you, <laughs> right? It's like, no. And we're going to schedule it first. We're going to put our money, we're going to put our time, we're going to put our intentions on the things that we wish to really grow and expand. And when we do that, when we have the clarity of the purpose and we've set an appropriate level of priority in terms of our resources and our time and our and our treasure, oh my gosh, there will be no stopping you. There will be no stopping you. All right, to summarize today, we've examined the idea of purpose and priority. Specifically on purpose, we've learned how to turn an area of interest, like improving a relationship, like being more successful at work, we've learned how to turn that into a clear statement of purpose. Then, For extra credit, those of you who like extra credit, we're going to pose it in terms of a spiritual priority, a a spiritual way of talking about it. We're going to think about those qualities of God. How can I weave them into my purpose statement? Not just that I'm going to earn money, but indeed that the fabric of the universe is raised up, that everyone profits from my exercise of of this activity. And, uh, And perhaps there's unity involved as well, or health is raised, whatever those qualities might be. Then we moved on to the idea of priority. And you'll remember, our priorities are defined by where we give our time, our expertise, our money, our resources, and our heart, our life essence. If we're not giving those things, don't expect to be successful. And in fact, the recommendation is start with them first. When we're working on a family budget, when we're working on our time calendar from the week, when we're looking at adding skills to our toolbox or whatever it is, are these the priorities, are these the elements that will move me forward in my purpose, in where I want to succeed? Then we allow the rest of life to fill in the other time and you'll just have to take my word for it Priorities will shift on their own once you've set a priority on something. That's really important to you Other things will tend to fall by the wayside God will see that someone else takes care of them or the importance with which they need to be completed will dwindle and fade away and you will discover you are making such successful strides in the area of your focus. That which we focus on will increase, expand, and be enlivened. Okay, homework this week. So those of you who weren't here last week, uh, I'll roll over that homework. It's to come up with that area of focus and now add a purpose to it, so last week your homework was to come up in an area of focus, something you really want to change or enhance in your life. This week I'm adding to it a little bit by saying, and what would that purpose be? So you're going to frame it in terms of a purpose statement. My purpose around my primary relationship is to bring more love and more intimacy to bear here or whatever it might be. The purpose in me making improvements at work is to find greater uh, pride and joy in what I do and easier collaboration with my workmates, right? So think of what your purpose statement is. Factor in those God qualities if you can, because you'll get a lot of oomph from them. Now, for those of you who are overachievers, (laughs) back to homework again, for those overachievers, think about that budget. Think about budgeting your time your effort, your expertise, and your money towards those goals. All right, I'm going to close with a quote from the book and a quick prayer. So he says, Purpose is the straightest path to authentic power, and it's the ultimate source of personal strength, strength of conviction and strength to persevere. The prescription for extraordinary results is clearly knowing what matters to you and taking daily doses of actions in alignment with that purpose. When you have a definite purpose, clarity comes faster. That leads to more conviction in your direction, which usually leads to better decisions. When you make better decisions, you'll wind up with the best choices possible. And when you have the best choices, you have the opportunity for life's greatest experiences. This is how knowing where you're going helps lead you to the best life possible. Let us pray. There is one power, one presence, one life, one goodness. Just this one thing. I choose to call it God or Spirit, and what I know about it is that it is love. It is peace. It is joy. It is clarity. It is life and wholeness and abundance. It is all of these things, and and these gifts are freely given to each of us. And so on my own part, I align myself with those high and holy issues. I see myself as peace in the world. I see myself giving and receiving love easily and effortlessly. I see God's abundance as mine to have and to use. And I weave each of these qualities of God into my purpose, into that which I'm focusing in on. And as it is true for me, it can be true for everyone. Each of us, as we focus our lives in a particular area to, to make progress, to become successful, I know that as we align it with one of those qualities of God, God rushes in to fill that void to bring the resources, to bring the time, to bring the energy to to make this a stand that is successful, to make this part of your own life's essence in a way that truly, truly is successful. And so for this, I give great thanks. I give thanks for the power and the co-creation of spirit itself as we set our intentions, as we have purpose, and as we give priority to that purpose. And so I release my prayer into the activity, into the action of the law itself. I let it be, and together we say, and so it is. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much.